To Across the Margin, the podcast, where we take you beyond the margin, behind the scenes of the online magazine, and deeper into the stories. I'm your host, Michael Shields, and today I have an interview uh, with a very, very talented performer, um, and it's a conversation that I have no doubt that uh, all of you will enjoy. But before we dig into it, uh, I want to make a few announcements as we have some exciting things kind of going on around across the margin. Um, first off, we were just a few weeks away from the release of ATM Publishing's latest. Um, it's a novelette by Trevor James Zapel, and it's entitled Interstitial Burn Boy Blues, and I'll have more on that soon enough, so I just kind of wanted to uh, put that out there. Um, so keep your eyes peeled, and, and, and we'll discuss more soon enough. Uh um, next up is uh, People of L.A. and in, in, in the vicinity. This Saturday, uh, the 19th, Rhea Deeb will be signing copies of Seneca Rebel, which is another ATM publishing release, uh, at the Barnes & Noble in Thousand Oaks, California. She'll be there from um, 12 to 2 p.m. And if you're around and you, and you want a signed copy of the first installment of the Seneca series, that is Seneca Rebel, stop by and um, show uh, Rhea some love. She'll, she'll be there uh, with bells on. Um, next, uh, Portlandiers um, and anyone in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, we have confirmed a booth uh, once again at Wordstock. Um, this is a festival we absolutely love. It's... Um, it's not for a few months. It's in it's in November and it's November 11th. It's in downtown Portland. Um, so mark your calendar calendar and come see us. Uh, we'll have most of the across the margin team out there, which is going to be exciting and and um, it's truly it's one of the most uh, vibrant and and happening uh, book festivals in in this country and and it's something uh, we've really taken to. It's a special event and and. Um, we hope to be there annually and we'll be there this year. Um, and lastly, I want to drop a quick plug for um, Across the Margins online storefront. Um, next time you're checking in on on all the stories and articles and poems and whatnot at Across the Margin, uh, click on the shop. We have tons of uh, different shirts. We have um, the uh, really dope hats. Uh, we have a lot of prints and we're just going to keep adding to that collection there and keep offering up new and exciting stuff. So, Definitely, definitely check that out. Um, that's uh, cool. That's what I got for for the so-called announcements. Let's get into the podcast because I uh, I had the pleasure of talking to um, David Carl and and David he is an incredibly talented actor and comedian. Um, I have been taken by his performance. You'll hear uh, we us uh, discuss this, uh, but I, I I've I've uh, written about. Um, multiple of his performances and, and projects he's involved in on the website. Um, so I'll provide links to that. But he um, he he's he's currently performing in Trump Lear, which I could not recommend more. It's hilarious and surprisingly deeping and and affecting. And we, we get into get into that a whole lot. I, I lead the podcast with that because it's such such a cool project he's involved in. He also he plays Gary Busey's role uh, Pappas in Point Break Live and can be found performing um, on the regular at the People's Improv Theater, um, amongst so many other things, as, as you'll hear. Um, not only is David a uh, hell of a talent, but he's a hell of a person. And in this podcast, he opens up about his craft, his passions, and so much more. It's a, it's a fun conversation. We touch on a great deal of topics, and uh, 
I just let's just let's just dig right in here. Um, here is my conversation with David Carl. Um, but welcome to the podcast, David Carl. Uh, thank, thank you for you. joining us beyond the margin. Yes, thank you. It's good to be here, Michael Shields. Um, I was, I well, you. It's I fun thought to say about that. Last David name. Carl, because like I was saying, David Carl already. Like people yeah. used to do that to me, Mike Shields. They, they did always, it to you too. Absolutely. I, was, I always I'm get in that it. boat. You do. I can't even explain why. Yeah, it's got a ring to it. You got to admit that. I guess. Yeah. There's a lot of Davids. I guess there's a lot of Michaels. Yes. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. That's another That's reason. That's why. It's, it's, we have common There's names. So many. So many. It's, I understand why. It's <laughs> yeah. fabulous names. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was thinking today that um, that I had to have you on in some ways that uh, I've personally written three articles about your yeah. projects. I mean, if, it's, if you're not like, unless you're like Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones or Run the Jewels <laughs> or like Climate Change, those are like things right. I could think of that I've wrote more about. Right. But I've wrote three. <laughs> yeah, you've inspired me to write three yeah. Articles about your project, so it was imperative that I, I had a chance to and introduce you. This way. No, by the way, for writing three articles, I was, think you have. Our, I think you have that singular distinction. I don't think anyone <laughs> else has written three. Yeah, others maybe have written. I know others have written two. Yeah, I think you might be the well, one. Well, I'm going to have to keep going there. Next time you do something, let yeah. me know. Because, but I just I, it was this. I wanted to take you know one of the things about this podcast is we take what's at the website off the page. And yeah, so it's awesome to uh, to have you in. It's and, great and to be here. And, Lovely uh, home. Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate that. But uh, I, I, this is weird that I want to start here, but I, I know we have a time. <laughs> we have a time limit, so that's okay. I do want to find out about just some of your influences and kind of yeah. you know how you came up and everything yeah. into the comedic and um, acting world. But uh, I thought it was going to be so much weirder. Oh wait, yeah, you said no, it. no, no, okay. yeah, I'm gonna say, uh, <laughs> I want to start with Trump Lear, you, your yeah. most recent project. Yeah, that's it's, okay. It's, it's, yeah, we it's, start there. It's, it's awesome. I'm and 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 to Thanks. quote myself. Uh, which I like to do from time to time. I uh, <laughs> I called Trump Lear an unflinching deep dive into the psyche of a man succumbing to madness and concurrently a hard-hitting, hilarious, satirical take on the all-out attack on the First Amendment by the current administration. So that's how I painted it. And uh, thank you for that. I, I, <laughs> Dave, I feel like that really kind of captures a lot of what's going yeah. on in the piece. And I like the ambiguity of who is the man yes, exactly. that is doing the deep dive. Uh, yes, <laughs> is yes, it exactly. me? Is it the character <laughs> is, Carl is David? It, well, it is, is It is a King meta. Yeah. meta it's, there's a it's lot going on. And, and I mean, would you mind taking a second and kind of explaining to the listeners what it is? Yeah. I suppose it's a little bit of a Russian doll. Okay. So in a, so I'm my name is David Carl. Yes. Uh, our protagonist is a guy named Carl David who's yep. a performer. It's basically me, and That's he's the first album. Yeah, up right and there. so we're we're just a little bit in the future, and uh, we open on Carl David. He's in a dark room, and he he hears this voice. We find out pretty quickly it's Trump, and he's some he's somehow been abducted or arrested uh, for doing Donald Trump's one man King Lear as performed mm-hmm. by Carl David. Mm-hmm. And you just hear Trump's voice, and he basically says, uh, "If uh, you're going to do your play for me right here in this room while I watch, and uh, if I like it, you live. If I don't, you die." So yes, yeah, that's that's a, that's the premise. That's I mean, yeah. well, it, that's what was really cool and, and and grabbed me right away was this this kind of multimedia thing going on. There's it's it's you know you have Trump screaming at you from right. the end. There's there's a lot of work. How did this come about? I know, and we'll dive in this a little yeah. bit. Prior to you did a. Gary's Busey's uh, Hamlet. Show. Yeah, and so, but Trump, you know, President Trump and King Lear. Obviously, that those the parallels there are, are, are pretty blatant. How did this come about, though? Yeah, well, well, you're right. So I, I did this Gary Busey Hamlet show, uh, which we started doing three years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, took that kind of to, to Edinburgh and around the country. And about a year ago, we were in Chicago, and I'd already been doing Trump. And we're in Chicago Shakespeare doing the play, and my director and I were like, you know, a lot of people have been joking about what's next, what's the next one yeah. going to be, and you're doing Trump, what would Trump be, and and people would suggest all kinds of things, you know. I mean, I kind of thought it'd be funny to have Trump play bottom in Midsummer, yeah, yeah, the guy who can play all the parts. Sure. But uh, as things continue to heat up with the election, it became more clear that it needed to be something tragic, yeah. not a comedy. Sure. Uh, darker, yeah. Yeah, and so King Lear felt obvious just because, um, you know, right, he's got these three kids, right? So, and Lear's got three daughters. Yeah. 
I mean, he's got more than three kids, but he's got, you know, Don Jr., Eric, yeah. and, and Ivanka yeah. are kind of like the primary yeah, ones. Yeah, they're the ones in the spotlight, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and then it was also like, uh, just looking at the absurdity of trying to match it up, like, the, he doesn't really fit perfectly with mm-hmm. any play. I mean, mm-hmm. he doesn't really fit with any of them because he's lacking vulnerability. Yeah. And most good plays, he certainly doesn't show it, and most good plays, you want some, right? So oh, there's going to be a there's going to be a, a point where it doesn't fit in almost mm-hmm. every Shakespeare play. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Richard III, you know, probably has more vul- vulnerability than Trump. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's uh, <laughs> that's, that, a lot that's part right there, of it. Yeah. And, and so, but but we kind of landed on Lear, and then we knew we wanted to do something. You know, months before he won. Yeah. Uh, but it was like we, we can't, I can't start writing it until I know who wins because yeah. I don't know I don't want to okay, write this thing write, yeah. I don't want to write and this thing like August put in all this work and put it up in September and yeah and a then, footnote in the election yeah right and then all the, the world changes so we wanted to see where where the the reality of the world was going to be uh, and then we you know and and, and then here we smacked, are smacked in the face right so he so we won and then like after inauguration it's like yeah let's make sure this takes yeah. let's make sure like <laughs> you know like the hopeful liberal was like oh man maybe. Maybe there'll be something wrong yeah, with yeah, it, and yeah. of course there wasn't. Yeah. So, we, yeah, but then yeah, that's David Carl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty quickly in January, we started brainstorming, and then I wrote it mostly. And, yeah. Uh, Can I ask you what yeah. you're saying? We. Oh, my director yeah. and co-creator yeah. is. Uh, this starts with an M. Her name is Nicole. It's a okay. Sicilian name. Great. Um, it's basically like a female version of Michael. Yeah. Nicole Biancasino, and uh, I've worked with I worked with her on Gary Busey Hamlet, yeah. and we went to grad school That's together. Oh, great. And she's a great friend. Yeah. Uh, so, so she's co-creator and director, um, which means we would brainstorm, sit, talk about lots of ideas. I'd go home and write yeah. uh, a draft, come back, and and many of the jokes and ideas are hers. Who's hitting all the uh, the cues? There's so many uh, prompts, to, uh, you know, because you're you're doing the yeah. voice that's coming over the thing, and then you're basically talking to yourself. Right. Uh, that's it's, it's there's like 150 uh, sound cues. Yeah, uh, right now it's a guy named Michael Montalbano. Okay, and uh, he works at the pit, right? Yeah, he does. Right. Yeah. And then there's another a woman named Christine Penn who helps yeah. out as well when he it's, can't be there. It's pretty remarkable how it all schemes it's up. It's crazy. Yeah, but yeah, so, yeah. It's so go, we, it seems like it's going well. You got a new run. Uh, yeah, we extended uh, through into September, uh, probably great. a little bit longer than that. Fall but, run. Yeah, uh, where is it at now? Is that the same under St. Mark's. Yeah. All right, great. I'm gonna put those on the the site uh, just so everyone. Oh, thanks. I, I mean, I again, I couldn't push it more. It's it's. I mean, not only is it just it's a great thought piece. I mean, there's some crazy physical acting and stuff going on. There's there's something <laughs> I want to say that you do in the hey. show, but I'm not going to. No spoilers. I know it's too good. Though. <laughs> I, I, I I was kind of trying to get you to allow me to say it when I was writing the piece. I, I, do you mind if I? And you know, um, yeah, I don't want to spoil. So. Busey's Hamlet yeah. uh, came before this, but yeah. you have you have a history of playing Gary Busey. You are yeah. Busey. You are Pappas. You are Pappas <laughs> in Point Break Live, and that's, that's another piece I wrote about. And uh, yeah, uh, actually, so four really. Is it? Is it four? Yeah. I thought that was the, the, okay, because of uh, David and Katie get remarried yep. in Point Break Live. Gary, did you write about Gary Busey Hamlet? No, no, that's no. Okay. so. That's the thing. Okay, I'm okay. Blind. now. I have. Yeah, when, is that is that going to uh, come back at all? Is we'll that bring it back. That's in the yeah, we'll bring it back. Then I'll yeah, yeah. about it then. But because yeah. uh, I want to see that again. That was that was, that was fantastic. No, we'll bring I, it back. I was uh, I was enjoying, um, like watching you just deliver uh, Shakespeare's lines. I mean, not just the right. the obs- uh, you know where when and how how kind of off the wall things when yeah. I enjoyed you do, do you have a theater background I do yeah um, and Gary Busey oddly enough like has way more vulnerability yes. than Trump oh my goodness so yes. you're able to actually sort of earnestly do a Busey impression and in a weird way I think find some of the uh, truth in Hamlet yeah, you know whatever true. I mean. that's, a, no. that's a silly sentence I just said I don't think it's but, that so, well, but, if, uh, when you do take it in I don't think it's there's at least silly. vulnerability there we yeah. could start with that and say that yeah I have an acting background um, I, I did my undergrad at University of Evansville in Evansville, Indiana, which is the bottom of the state, and then um, wait, can we well, let's back up a little bit? Yeah. Where, where, where are you from? I'm from Dallas, Texas. You're from you're a Texas yeah. boy. Yeah. Wow. Did you grow up and you know do high school there? And the whole yeah, thing? yeah. Okay. So uh, I did high. I was I lived there from three to eighteen. I'm from Richmond, Virginia. That's where I was born. But, okay. Uh, I left there when I was three. So, okay. Great. Um, yeah, I and so I was raised in Texas. Texas. Yeah. And uh, so a lot of Busey connections, I guess, because yes. of that. Did you did you always you know know you wanted to get into the arts? Is this 
when, when did when did that start? Yeah, I mean, I, I did these church musicals. My dad's a preacher, and so okay. did these like church. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's a Presbyterian minister, and his, oh, wow. so I guess it really is my family. Uh, my my dad is a Presbyterian minister, and his dad is a Presbyterian minister. My goodness. And then uh, he has three siblings. Two of them are pastors. Yeah. That um, have been married to pastors, and then uh, and then another is a is a teacher who's married to a corp. Uh, a chaplain in the uh, in the army. Unbelievable! Um, did, did religion take in you, or uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I would say that I am still a faithful person. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. Presbyterianism isn't like too hard to yeah, hold on yeah, to. Yeah. There aren't a lot of requirements, sure. which is w- what blows my mind about Trump is that yeah. he won't even like do the basic one of apologizing. Yes, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I mean, when I was confirmed, they were like, "Here's the deal: um, say you're sorry mm-hmm. when you need to, yep. ask for forgiveness." Yeah. Uh, and, and forgive people when when they you it's know not too much to and ask forgiveness from God you know yeah. they did you wanted you to acknowledge that Jesus died for your sins yeah. right uh, so I, I don't know Trump never apologizes which yeah. is like what an easy thing to do yeah. that's I I think he has a strong from all I can gather like that is something. Like in his rule book, I'm not going to apologize. Oh, it, 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 yeah, him. it's so know. consistent. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and if, if he does, it's a garbage apology surrounded yeah. by justifications. Absolutely, which blame. to me negates an apology. Absolutely, like it's, you, it's, it's it does not count anymore. <laughs> yeah, so 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 it wasn't too hard to hold on yeah, to. Yeah, so you're uh, you're doing church. Uh, yeah, like yeah, like my way or Yahweh. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. at the age of nine. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but you're enjoying that. You're obviously you obviously took to that. Yeah, I get to I get to like act in these musicals. I played the prodigal son at one point. I'm like the youngest son in yes. my family. You have brothers. I yeah. Did, did I meet a brother? Yeah, you met my older brother, who's like super brother. responsible. Yes. And he's like <laughs> yes. the nicest guy ever. Yeah, he was. And, he was and, such a gentleman. And so, like in a way, like I kind of am the prodigal son of my family. Yeah. So yeah. it was kind of weird playing yeah. the prodigal son at our church. Yeah. Um, and it was like a 1920s version of, of, of it. <laughs> they called, didn't update it at all. They kept it. Well, well they updated it, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, from, from the yeah, biblical times. No, it was like written in the 90s about the 20s about, you know, it's a, it's a flapper version of the Prodigal yeah. Son story. Oh, cool. Written in the 90s <laughs> called Billy Best. Yeah. And I played Billy Best. Um, and it was, you know, I was like a 15-year-old sure. kid with, with a lead role who was very excited. Yeah. But whatever. Do you, nail, do you nail it? I think I nailed it. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's gone wrong? Just look at me. I'm half the man I wanted to be. I used to say everything's Jake, and now I know I was just a fake. I'm better now. Still got it. It's better Still now. Still got it. If you can believe it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that was, you know. <laughs> did you jump out of state uh, for college? Did we stay in Texas? I did. So I went to uh, University of Evansville in Indiana. Okay. Um, after, you know, I guess I got the bug in high school. I mean, I yeah. did these things kind of, and, 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 you know, at various points I wanted to be a doctor and yeah. a garbage collector. I was going to go to Cornell My for a little brother wanted to be a garbage collector really? his entire life. Yeah, just to, to, was it because you could ride in the back of the truck? It was that. He used to say, I don't, like, you know what, we never got completely <laughs> to the bottom of it, but he would stand there and watch, you know, every time, every week that he would come. He, yeah. would, he would be glued to the, to the, to the window, just taking it in, and you know he he ended up being a an on air weatherman. So that, well, I don't know how that relates. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's definitely pretty cool. That's fun, but it's another fun thing. It's a fun. I'd be thing. a weatherman. It's he wakes up at like three in the morning though. He's a morning I'm a mor- guy. I'm a morning guy too. Are you a morning I'd, guy? I'd, I'd be oh that'd be great. I'd do it. I'd be yeah. done with my day. Yeah, no, he's out. He's he's like hitting me up around two o'clock. He's like good. <laughs> he's like, he's done for the day. But then <laughs> it's it's unbelievable because he's up there. He's in there. Um, Where morning, he? he's in Orlando, and wow. he actually, you know, you'd think they'd have an intern for this or something, but he makes all those the images and the all the, uh, you know, the that's crazy. Yeah, that, so he's doing that in the morning to start the day, and wow. then. And then, uh, then he's on air. And I do feel like thing. we're in an age where everybody has to do everything now. Like, yeah. you can't just do one thing. There totally. was a period of time when that was true, and now it's like, no, things are too competitive. Yeah. You have to yeah. do it all. Yeah, you, you got to be a jack of all trades yeah. within your trade. Yeah. Yeah. I it's, mean, whatever. It's, That's it's, a it's gross generalization. Yeah, right. It's, we're going to make gross generalization. Yeah. That's yeah. what we're here for. <laughs> all right. So you want to be a doctor, the whole thing. Yeah. And But you're now you're in uh, Indiana, and yeah. you're... And, and you're how you st- so this is mostly acting that we're talking about. When yeah, I studied it? acting. I, I yeah. studied acting okay. for undergrad and grad school. So uh, University of Evansville was kind of a grad school factory in ways. Mm-hmm. It was a really good school, and they really prepared you to get into a good grad school. And 
I mean, almost everyone in my class did go. <laughs> one of the only guys who didn't go, there were a couple. Uh, one is... Were you my, shunned if you didn't go to grad no, school? No, 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 no. I mean, maybe, maybe <laughs> people felt that maybe, way a little. Yeah, yeah. But they shouldn't because one of them is Rami Malek, who oh, is yes, on Mr. He's, Robot. He's Mr. Robot. He um, is. Yes, he's the yeah. Uh, so, like, that... You know, <laughs> total, I mean, not just him, like, Kelly Giddish yeah. was the year before. Yeah. She's on Law and Order. Um, she also did not. She came straight to New York. There's there's a bunch. Yeah, sure. I mean, it, you know, any, but but a lot of us did go to grad school. Yeah. Um, and it was it was great. Uh, we had a, there was a there was a this connects to Point Break Live. Please. There was a party house called Swayze um, because it had this giant life size cut out of Patrick Swayze inside in, in, there. in it. Yeah, yeah, from Roadhouse. Yeah. And um, and so that was like the big party house. Yeah. There were a couple, but that was the one that like you could sort of go Yo, to. Man, we're going to Swayze tonight. Yeah, Swayze's always bumping. No, not just tonight. Like Tuesday, Tuesday like Swayze's one p.m. Bumping. You can yep. go have a beer. Yeah, and they had HBO. Not a lot of people had HBO. They oh. had HBO. Uh, but yeah, crazy parties at that place. Um, but across the alley from Swayze yeah. was the house, uh, the Roseanne house, the exterior house no for way. Roseanne. Yeah, because the, the oh damn, like the re- real yeah, one, they the used house, the exterior. Okay. The, the exterior, yeah, because the uh, the people that created the show went to Evansville, um, and so the you know oh, this that's is some that good Evansville trivia. Yeah, going that on show here. is basically. I mean, it's anywhere America, working class America, yep. but it's Evansville. Totally. I mean, to to those who made it, I think. Um, and to us, definitely, we were like, yeah, that's Evansville. You know? Yeah, absolutely. But literally it is for the exterior house. Yeah, that's cool. um, obviously, the house is a studio yep. uh, on the inside. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It, it was a great program. You yeah. know, the, the totally. people that would go to Evansville, which is kind of a – there's not a lot to do there, right? Yeah. Like uh, at one point it was going to be this great uh, Ohio River town. Uh-huh. I guess like every Ohio River Absolutely. town. Absolutely. It, it had a it had a boom for a month. Yeah, it yeah. had a boom and then it, it kind of plateaued. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's stuff to do there. It's okay. But, you know, a lot of the big theater schools are in New York. They're in, yeah. they're in Boston. <laughs> you, yeah, could go to, you could go to the United Kingdom if you wanted. Yeah. Some exciting town. Yeah, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh but people that were like, yeah, I'm going to go to Evansville, Indiana to study theater were usually pretty cool yeah. because they, they weren't there for some other reason. Definitely. They were there because they wanted to do to it. To dig and they in were, and yeah. get, 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 into, get into the craft. Yeah, so no one was craft. an asshole, I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. Wow. And nice. that was like, that was nice. Yeah. If you were, you kind of stood out and yeah. were shunned. Definitely. Um, so that was nice. I found the dicks real quick. Yeah, yeah. which I found is, is, is important uh, when you get out of school, at least in my profession. It seems like it is in all professions. Yeah. like... There's so many qualified people in every field that, mm-hmm. um, you know, it really pays to be nice yeah. in, in spite of our president. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's, that's a shame that that's the, that's one of the, you know, there's a million shames to, uh, with this. There are a million shames. Yeah, a he's million the president shames. of a million shames. Yeah, he's the president of a million shames. <laughs> At least. But that is something. It's millions <laughs> and millions <laughs> and billions <laughs> and billions. You've seen that billion supercut of the. Yeah. Oh my God. The billion. It's uh, crazy. The internet is helping getting us through this with the laughs it and is. the whole thing. But no, that's, I mean, just the fact that. That like ignorance and ineptitude has been rewarded to the yes. highest level. It's really, really a shame. I'm hoping there's like a backlash where people are going to eventually just want true competence uh, in the yeah, place. Yeah, I mean, Can we have? Like, I know because you know I like to believe in balance and things go back and forth. And, yeah, and you know maybe maybe this is going to be like we. This was a bad idea. Like even <laughs> I like hope so. people. <laughs> I hope, I hope so, man. Oh, I think people. Some people are starting to see it. But well, I, I mean, know. if you go by any of these approval ratings, I mean, what it took 238 days to get to 61 percent. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, disapproval rating. That's that's just, yeah. that's stunning. I don't. It is stunning. I don't know these. All these char- uh, charts and polls. I've never been asked anything. That's what I always say. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm reading a poll. I'm like, no one's ever asked me anything. How am I supposed yeah. to? No, it's buy, true. Buy yeah. into anything. Yeah. You know? I never have either. I've never actually. been asked anything. Yeah, so it is what it is. There. <laughs> um, what, wait, when did we get to New York? When did you go straight from? So I went. From, I went from Evansville to Rutgers, which is oh, in okay. New Jersey. Yes, yes. And they had a uh, Meisner. Tra- well. They still do. I mean, they have a Meisner training program. Yep. And that's like the Meisner technique uh, was created by Sanford Meisner. Okay, um, he's sort of an offshoot of of a lot of these programs, like like Lee Strasberg and Adler. Kind of came out of you know the Stanislavski technique, and they all kind of took their own different branches. And Meisner really wanted to focus on listening and uh, being being in the moment, right? So there's a lot Within of acting, listening. With, with, yeah, yeah. That 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 listening to him was 
really near the top of the list yeah. for what you need to be a good actor, okay. to be in the moment. Yeah. And so he yeah, broke down. Yeah, you're paying down. more attention to what the other person's saying. Yeah. You're focused in, and then you can respond in a, in a way yeah. that reflects it. In a, and, in, and for whatever reason, that, that was what was really important to him. I mean, different, you know, it's all important, right? But yeah. so he, he broke it down into like a two year training program where, that starts with improv and the, just building things kind of slowly. Just a two, like simple, simple like mm-hmm. repetition, mm-hmm. like connecting with your partner, and then you just add one little thing every couple weeks yeah. um, until by the end, you, what, what you've got looks like a fully improvised dramatic play yeah. with like props. And um, I'm really grossly uh, simplifying this, but sure, sure. but, we, but it's, you, it's I'm almost sure like the, it's, it's like a gym for an actor, right? Okay. Like it's almost like listening is one part then relationship mm-hmm. like your your character's relationship between to the, another yeah, is another um, emotional stakes is another having an opposite point of view from your own is another mm-hmm. and and so it's cool because you, you, you really got to uh, to work out all of these basic fundamentals in the way that you might not in a, in a scene study class yeah. where you just sort of have to put it all together at once yep, yep. Um, so it's great for yeah. me I, I needed it because I, I was kind of uh, I learned how to like do acting in a way that like looked like I knew what I was doing, but I think I lacked some heart. Like I, I, I check off all the boxes, but I think the one that was missing was, was kind of like being fully alive and spontaneous. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. So Rutgers really kind of helped me with that. It really shook me up. Um, Deborah Headwall was kind of our main acting teacher. She's incredible. She's kind of done everything. and, And she, uh, you know, originated, the, the role of Denise Savage in the play Savage in Limbo, which is oh, a John Patrick Shanley uh-huh. play, and a couple other, like, if, if you, like, look at some big hits from yeah. the 80s and 90s yeah. in New York, she originated the role. Wow. Um, and, and she's just a fireball, and she was an exciting teacher to, to have. I can tell she had an effect on you. Big place. time, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I, I would say that she's a much, much, much more together um, fireball than Gary Busey, but I feel like they have a... Uh, an emotional equivalent. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's got it together. She's very smart. And that's what was so cool is like, she's so smart, but also, but passionate. also had that fire burning inside it. Yeah. 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 And it was exciting. It made you, it made you want to, uh, you know, I see it in Paul Gutkowski, you know, mutual yeah, friend Paul Gutkowski, yes, like yeah, we met, yeah. he, he has a similar kind of fire in his acting that, that I, I don't know, I'm just attracted to. And, and I feel like once I got that in grad school, it's like, that's kind of what I'm after always. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Good. So, so anyway, that, that was grad yeah, school. Totally. That's how I so got So when you when, when you were there in Rutgers, are you coming yeah. into New York? Are you? I mean, yeah. are you starting to <laughs> yeah. starting to you know kind of put your foot in the water a little bit here? Yeah. The the two ways I would do it was I started taking improv classes at UCB. Okay. Uh, like you know, just sort of one at a time, and 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 then I also uh, to make money, I started my own moving. Uh, company that was passed on to me. So you were doing moving. Yeah. So I, I was. I, I was worked a for a moving a company for like four summers in a row. What, what was it called? It was called All Star Movers. Was it a big truck or a van? Or? Big big truck. It was. We yeah. Had, we had a crew. That's amazing. Yeah. Was it your company? No. No way. But I was. I, I was because I was younger. I was. I was a high school kid. They called me Greenhorn. Did you like it? I mean, you know what? They were. Well, yeah, they called you Greenhorn. They called, so yeah. I was, the new, I, was the, I was. Well, I was the new kid this summer, and the next yeah. summer I was. I was. I was one of the you know coveted. Uh, of, of of the, the high that. school kids working, I, was, I love the I'm, pecking order. It was a pecking order. But I, I busted. My, I really did bust my hump in there. I learned. Yeah. I learned work ethic. I I got huge. I yeah. got jacked. Oh, man. me too. I was. I didn't mean to. I was kind of like you know. I was like into like I rock, got rock bands. Yeah, yeah, I got fat because I yeah. eat and drink. I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, my man, stomach I, was I big, it. but my arms were big too. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. I, I always feel like I earned the most disgusting food ever, <laughs> and like I <laughs> didn't. I like it wasn't aerobic. It was not an aerobic workout. It was. Oh really. Not, yeah. not for me. I mean, because okay. I would put on like athletic shorts. I would put shoes. on weight. That's oh, yeah. what I put on. I put on weight. I would start my day with like a Boston cream and a uh, a big cup of coffee totally. and a croissant. That was fuel. Like well, that's what you're thinking. You're yeah, thinking but then there'd fuel. be like five more fuel stops during the day. Yeah, I had cash. Yeah, great. So I was a man with a van. It was called Happy the Van Man. Okay. And uh, my friend Chris originally was the original Happy the mm-hmm. Van Man. He kind of talked like this. He's this little guy. He's like five foot two and probably 120 pounds, but he could lift anything. And he was like, David, I'm going to pass this on to you like the Dread Pirate Roberts. All right? 
You're my number one guy, and now you're it. You're the guy. You're yeah, happy. you were the chosen one. I was. So he gave me the name. He sold his van, which was called Tardis Rex, yep. to a couple movies. What was it, Tardis Rex? It was his van. He oh, well, sold yeah. his. Not to me, to a couple yeah. movies in L.A. <laughs> I bought my own van, actually yep. really close to here on 4th Avenue, yeah. under that big um, oh, yeah, bridge, yeah. the yeah. train bridge. Yeah, totally. That's um, the Yep. I met this guy named, 87, yeah, yeah, I met a guy named Dino, mm-hmm. uh, who like he was, he was like he was an auction guy. He was yeah. stuff from auctions. Middle of like winter in January, snowing everywhere. I gave him three thousand dollars cash, yeah. and he gave me this van, and it worked. And, and that <laughs> was my job. It worked. Yeah. That was my job for like four years. So wow. I sort of transitioned full time. Four years. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I did it while I was in grad work. school, yeah. like on weekends, and then yeah, when I finished grad school in two thousand six, I did it for another year and a half. Yeah. Uh, but it was great because I learned the city and, and it made me feel like, I don't know, an entrepreneur, yes, uh, which is a silly word. But yeah. I mean, it it uh, it sort of taught me to hustle and yeah. it's, I don't know. Al Pacino was a mover at one point and he said, oh, it's terrible work. I'm like, whatever, dude. I loved it. I mean, absolutely. It, it, it's, yeah. It's, at the end of the day, you, you, you have completed a project. You've done something. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's satisfaction there. There is. Um, and, you know, I grew up like... N- uh, camping and stuff, but I, I I didn't do a lot of hard labor. Yeah, you know, I was like, yeah, I was a, was a scholar. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> my dad I had a soft scholar. hands. I did have very soft yeah, hands. Yeah. I still do. Yeah, but uh, I, th- this made me feel like, all right, I, I guess I'm. I kind of feel like some some yeah. connection to working I, I, I class get it, America yeah. a little I, only a little yeah. I, I, I I fully acknowledge that sure. you know my little four years but it, I mean there is there's something I think I learned a little bit about work ethic in uh, the yeah. same way I mean it's, it's well I don't know about you but like uh, you know my parents are amazing and yeah. but one thing they would say mine too <laughs> they would say like you don't work hard you're gonna dig ditches you know and it's yeah. like yeah. Once I became a mover, I was like, what's wrong with digging ditches? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's, there is something nice about it. You're if like, you, there's value in that. If you're yeah. well compensated. Yes. You, you know, have a health plan. <laughs> yeah. If, if you can go home at like five or six after working really yeah. hard and, and, you know, you can pay all your bills and mm-hmm. go have fun. I don't know. What's the problem Absolutely. with digging ditches? Yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's like, it was nice to do I that. I sometimes often say that I'm, I'm almost jealous of, of, of someone that, that that's kind of enough in some ways you know yeah I mean, it, and i get it that it that it should be and it, it, it could be enough if you're providing for someone you're providing for yourself and and all that but um i loved it i mean yeah. I, you have a van in the city drive in the city felt amazing yeah it, it felt like uh freedom you yeah. know and yeah once you get it down too yeah you like it you just you know play music all the, all the time yeah. it's mostly fun yeah totally and then you get to hang it out you kind of hang it out yeah i moved like 200 people and yeah. i got to i got to learn so much about this really stressful point in people's lives. Yeah. A lot of breakups. Yeah. The big thing, yeah, that, the true, big theme true. that kept coming up. There's a lot. There's a lot you can learn about. So people. much. Wow. Yeah. Well, the no pattern problem. I noticed was yeah. that people, when they talked about how the breakup went down, most of them would start kind of painting themselves a little bit as the victim. Yeah. Who was like wronged. Yeah. And at some point in their story unwittingly like they would reveal that like that was not the case yeah like, <laughs> i can't keep this up like yeah i messed up too yeah, you know and it's like it, and i don't even judge that i'm like man that's just sure. a human instinct then. like no one wants to see themselves as the villain as, as the villain Absolutely. and it's not that it's victim or villain sure. i mean obviously usually no, it's both parties usually a tear mess sides. up and it's yeah. a bad match but yeah. uh that was really interesting and it's such a vulnerable time you know, you're, the drive from point A to point totally. B, All people would just sort of like open up. Yeah. And it was kind of amazing. Uh, I loved that. Yeah. I loved that part of it. Yeah, that's cool. But so, then I hurt my back and my van broke down five times in one month. <laughs> and I had to, again, one of the times it broke down was right over here in Fourth Avenue uh-huh. near one of those gas stations. Mm-hmm. I was uh, moving Peter McNerney, who is a magnet theater actor. Uh-huh. And uh, he was very kind. Yeah. We like got it going again. Uh-huh. I stopped the clock. I was like, I'm not charging you for the rest of this, obviously. And that happened like five times in one month, and I, I just had to get rid of the van. Enough, and, yeah. and my back, too, was saying, stop. Absolutely. So, so then I was like, oh, great. So then I got into real estate. Okay. I'm not going to talk about my acting career. No, <laughs> no. We can, we, yeah, I want to know this. This is the interest of it. Yeah. Nuts and bolts, man. Well, no. So, so like, but at this point, I was like, I was a year out of grad school. I was mm-hmm. acting. I was starting to do, like, you know, I lucked out. I got a, a commercial agent and a legit agent oh, wow. um, right out of school cool. in 2006. Cool. And you know, is that I, difficult to get? I'm not in this world. Like it's, it's. I, I mean, think it's, so. They, 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 it they, is. They're, they're they're vetting. Right. It's, it's hard. Yeah. yeah. Like even though I went to grad school, we had a showcase where you do scenes yeah. and 
not everybody gets agents from their showcase, yeah. you know? Um, so I, I, it was luck, you know? I, yeah. I picked some funny scenes and commercial agents were interested. And so I, I, I'm still with uh, the same one after 11 years and they're amazing. Awesome. Wow. And then you're still, you're still running with them. That's yeah. Great. That's and really and great. then the legit agent that picked me up, I, I was very happy with them. They're, they're great. Um, they sort of broke up as an agency, mm-hmm. but, uh, and a couple of them are still managers, but when they broke up, I kind of parted ways and that was around 2010, but th- they were great. They, I mean, I was so lucky to have both right off the bat, right off the bat because Absolutely. I got to go in for auditions for like the Pacific, you know, on yeah. HBO and, um, Stuff like that. Guessing like, that audition didn't go so hot. Uh, no, I, I am not in the Pacific. <laughs> there uh, your boy was from... Uh, uh, Rami is. Rami is. Rami is. He's a sick puppy in that one. He's so good. That, he's so good. He's, so he's, good he's very disturbing. Uh, but yeah, so, so but I was lucky. I get to go in for these things. And yeah. it, it, was, it was amazing to have that experience fresh out of school, kind of only knowing school, yeah. right? Um, and, right, and, right and, off, and right I did okay, off. but yeah. like it, it was definitely You get that experience of getting auditions. Yeah. Which was, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the, so that's going on as mm-hmm. I like then have to give up the moving business yep. and um, then real estate. I find real estate yeah. and I do that for four years yeah. from like two thousand apartments eight to two thousand twelve. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man, yeah. Um, showing apartments mostly residential rentals. Okay, um, but in the evenings you're at the are you at the club? You at the comedy club? Yeah, I mean it was so so, so I said you did UCB. So I did UCB and then I did the Magnet Theater. Okay. Um, and then right around the time that the van broke down, mm-hmm. uh, I, I did the magnet program and I auditioned for teams and I didn't get on a team. And I think because I was depressed about losing my van, yeah. I think that that hit me kind of hard. And that I was like, seeped into your, yeah, your, it's like, your, I need a break from improv. Yeah. So I took a break from improv and I just started like writing, uh, jokes like to do for stand up, yeah. and, and I kept writing like characters, mm-hmm. right? Like I, 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 for whatever reason I couldn't write like. Just, just, just from myself yeah. very well. So I, I started doing this character called Frank Peppercorn, mm-hmm. who's like this bad comedian who's kind of a stalker. And, you know, like, and then I and then I entered into this contest where, he, where it was about singing songs, like, every week. And so I wrote these songs for him. I, I ended up, like, being in the contest for eight weeks. So I wrote him a song every week. And by the end, I had eight songs oh, for this character. Cool. Uh, and, and so I, that's kind of how I found, like, writing. You know, like, yeah. like and, and it's like, for whatever reason, I like writing for characters or, or you know, doing impressions yeah. uh, more than writing for myself for yeah. whatever reason. But but that started uh, kind of around this time, uh, just doing my own thing for a little while. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, that, that that drifted into getting back into improv yeah. at the People's Improv Theater yeah. around 2010. And um, then I met a lot of the people I work with now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I met Paul Gitkowski there yeah. and... So many people, yeah. and, and uh, so did you meet Kate Hartman, who you worked with? Katie Hartman, I met later. So we okay. we met. Um, if we fast forward a little, she's just to, to remind the listeners, she's what you worked on with uh, performed in in uh, David and Katie get married. You just mentioned your yeah your music. Uh, that's something I loved in that show, David. And, and is that coming back at any David point? and Katie get remarried? That was um, great. Man. I think we'll do it again. That was really no, great. We and, would love to do it. A, again. I think there was a Thanks. song called Threesome. Yeah, uh, didn't we? Was a good one. Yeah, right about yeah, this? yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really the music kind of took me, and I was like David Carl. Musical prowess. Well, Katie I, I've Hartman, just never seen you do that. Before. Katie Hartman really does. So, she I mean, is I mean, so she, talented. She is she's awesome. She's yeah. an incredible performer. Yep. And we're dating. She's my girlfriend. Oh, and she, I knew that. She, I knew so that, yeah. she's she's a she's a powerhouse because yeah. she's incredibly funny. Um, and this amazing musician, which she would never say. Yeah, she's very modest. We're going to say it right here. But she is. Yeah, and, she is. Uh, she does come from a family that plays music. Okay. Um, two of her, her, her two brothers, both are musicians. And so she was around it all the time, awesome. and she loves music. And, awesome. and she, the songs she wrote in that show, I think, have more heart. Mine are kind of silly <laughs> and more about the lyrics, but yeah. like the melodies that she wrote yeah. are, are really yeah, beautiful. There's beauty. There's beauty in there. Yeah, yeah. like they're legitimately like good songs. They're good songs. Mine are like bum did dum did dum did dum did dum did dum did dum. Silliness has a place in that. No, it's true. But but yeah, so that's we're kind of going all over the map here. But that that she we don't need to be linear. No, that's what right. is linear? What there's, is linear? It's, 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 it's certainly in, in Trump's America. It there's no linear. Matter. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, so 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 that's so the music. Uh, I, I did get to do that again. That was so yeah. when we're talking about David and Katie get remarried. That's around 2014. Yeah. Well, yeah, 2014 and 15. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So what other projects yeah. are uh, I'm missing? I know I know you're busy. I know you do, I think you do voice work. I what do a lot of voiceover. You do, yeah. right? Yeah. So like that's that that was uh, that's kind of been consistent for me since I graduated. That's great, and that's it's really helped that's a lot. Re- I, absolutely, you know? I'm bad. And there are years now, where it's now like, that the truck's gone, you need that. No, I do <laughs> absolutely. I, I do, but I that and it, you know it's some years are great, some yeah. years are just okay. Yeah. You never really know yeah. how it's going to go. Yeah. Uh, it's been it's been good lately, but uh, yeah, you know it's um, it's a it's a really fun thing to do to yeah. go in a studio, and when you when you I just actually did a job this morning, and it's so fun because you can make whatever gestures or faces you yeah. want to to get the sound. Whereas every other kind of acting, I mean, you know, doing a podcast, it's yeah. like every other kind of acting, though, you're scrutinized on how you look. Sure. And and there's a real freedom to totally. going into a booth and just doing whatever you need to to get the Absolutely. job done. It, it feels nice. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask you, because I'm just curious, when I've just seen your comedy where it's just, it seems to, you know, have a have a, a kind of a breadth to it, meaning there's there's different things I see different different comedians or actors and who are your influences who 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 has inspired you to whether both in acting and yeah. uh, comedy you know as, as an actor I would say John Turturro was like one that got me that's, like that's awesome, when man. I was in high school I think that was the first one where You're I was Barton like Fink guy? I'm a big Barton I'm a Fink, big guy. Barton yeah. Fink guy I'm a too. huge fan of John Turturro because uh, like Cohen you know, Brothers period so me, much but, heart yeah. so funny like Makes these big, big choices that work. Yeah, I mean Meryl Streep, obviously. Sure. Like you know, like she's another one who it's like there's nothing small about what she does, and it, and it never feels like too much. Um, you know, uh, lately I'm a really big Harry Dean Stanton fan. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like him a lot. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm attracted to actors that commit super hard. Yeah, to go um, all in. Yeah, all in. Which yeah. is Busey's certainly on the list. Absolutely. Um, you know. Him and Buddy, his work in Buddy Holly's story is amazing. Yeah, like, you know. Yeah, it is. It's, it, really, it's easy yeah. to kind of just like dismiss Busey, just, but you shouldn't because like no. he's, there's some really great work that he's done. Yeah, and and uh, even the silly movies he's in, like, yeah. <laughs> as much as you want to be like, what is this? You can't stop watching him. Definitely. Uh, there's something to that. That's amazing that know. you've tapped into. I mean, I, I think one of the lines I wrote in. The Trump Lear piece is just how remarkable it is that it's two of the most enigmatic <laughs> people on the planet, as far as yeah. I'm concerned, you, you, I mean, you, you, you find a way to channel, and I mean, your Busey one especially. I don't know any of you listeners out there. Um, is, how often is uh, Point Break Live being performed these days? I, it's a little bit less now. I was going to say because I'm, yeah, you know, I follow all the social yeah. media of it. And I haven't. We're seen doing it, it again at um, the Highline Ballroom in September. Okay, so that's cool. coming up. Uh, um, that's it's something worth checking out. I just want to say to the listeners, it's 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 a wild ride of a performance. I mean, you you get doused with water. One one thing I love uh, <laughs> you as Busey, you uh, you engage the crowd uh, a great deal. I mean, you you know, there's a lot of yeah. shit talking to, to right. be to be yeah. crass, but like yeah, right. you know, that comes your way, and you give it right back. Is that something you really enjoy? I do enjoy it. You know, I never really like before I played Gary Busey. I, I always had sort of like I, I would say like typical, you know, whatever. Like like not not really a high energy crowd interaction. Yeah. I mean, I liked playing with the audience yeah. before that, but with Busey, you have such a license <laughs> to say whatever you want. Yeah. Um, sure, to the audience because yeah. that's what they want to, they want you to do definitely um, it, it's weird it's like the it, it, if Busey is this like giant yes who's totally mm-hmm. impulsive yep. um, that is a bit of a fantasy for people and yeah. I suppose if if you know Trump is the dark side of that coin yeah. um, then for some people Trump is a fantasy person right like and th- this impulsiveness for yeah. some people it's like oh, oh yeah. man wouldn't it just be great to like do, make do, a killing make a ton of money do whatever and then the just fuck like you say want, whatever you want say whatever you want like yeah. there's I think there's a part of probably everyone that uh, to a certain degree is like oh that'd be great yeah I mean it's terrible and yeah. isolating and you're gonna be a lonely person who's really sad I think some really people w- that are, that are uh, on the left you know side of this this, this equation I yeah. think some people respect him more than they'd ever let on in some ways because it's just you know 
I mean, disgusted well, yeah. by but I mean, I... And I don't know if it's respect, but I think it's at least, like... Respect might be a very strong word. Pa- a pa- at least a passing thought of, like, oh, it'd be nice to just, like, yeah, or be but, that brazen. Yeah, I mean, there's sometimes when, when you just want to, like... Or I guess what I'm saying off, is, like... What, what, you know? Yeah, totally. And, what and I'm and saying is, like, has, wow, the ball's on him sometimes. Right. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. But, uh, like, but then you, you stop for a moment, because you're a decent human being, like, you, wait you a minute. No, that would that would be awful. If I did that... I, everyone would hate me, and not, not and it's wrong. And it's, it's wrong. wrong. It's Who cares wrong. what they think of me? Yeah, totally. It's wrong. I've I've made the room toxic. Um, the situation is worse for everyone yeah. involved from an action I just made. Uh, whereas with Busey, <laughs> uh, it seems to just be more fun, and it's, and, it's a, it's and a lighthearted about, thing. It's, I mean, well, it's yeah. it's it, it seems like the way I play him is like this attempt at positive positivity, like aggressive yeah. positivity. Um, it, and so it's fun to like be this uh, person who takes him on yeah. and publicly, and everyone gets to be like, "Yeah, it'd be fun to be that wild." Yeah. I mean, I think everyone should play Gary Busey at some yeah. point. <laughs> like everyone should play. play it's bottom. invigorating. Are you saying it's invigorating? It is invigorating. Yeah. It, yeah. it makes you feel good. I mean, yeah. it, it, it. I would say it, it made me a better actor, um, and that it opened me up in a way. Sure. I don't know that everybody needs that, but yeah. I think I did. Yeah, and. Uh, I, I think that word opened up. I mean, you're wide open up there. You it's, have to be. Well, yeah, you have, you to, have to be to play something like that. Yeah, and I guess that's that's what's so cool is that like the challenge is it's it's so obvious what you have to reach yeah. that it's like well I'm I'm just gonna do it. I'm yeah. just gonna go ahead and do it. But it's like jumping literally like people talk about the metaphor jump off a cliff and yeah. then the literal act of jumping off a cliff like if you hesitate on cliff jumping into water yeah you're gonna you're die gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna hurt yourself yeah. you're gonna hit rocks. Uh, you have to do it fully, and and I've done that a couple of times, and you know, it's just very obvious. All of a sudden, I've got to commit to this, yeah. or I'm screwed. Yeah. Um, and then once you do, it's an incredible feeling. Um, you know, I've seen a I've seen a Point Break. I've seen it like probably four times now. <laughs> um, and I've seen one, you know, I guess the length of it would be like three hours. I've seen one that was maybe pushed four because there was like a good, <laughs> like you, it was the crowd, it was a wild crowd that night. I, I don't know if it was DC or whatever. No, no, it was at, I think it was at the um, Webster. It was a wild oh, crowd Webster and they would crazy. not, they would not let go on you. And then you're just like, all right, I'm done for, or like whatever the abuse Was is that there. the night where the ceiling was bowing and like mm. there were people upstairs Yes, yes, there was, yeah. yes, you're the, the end of the show. Yeah. So Webster Hall was just closed. Yep. Uh, th- this was crazy. We're, we're doing the show, and right at the end of the show, there was, like, some, because, you know, there's the, there's the one space that's mm-hmm. 200 seats, and right above that, they can hit, like, a 1,000 yeah, or whatever. Definitely. So there's, like, some DJ they, or three, something. Three Everyone must have been jumping at the same time. The bridge and tunnel crowd were going nuts It was up going there. up and down, yeah. like, probably four to six inches. Yeah. And, and, like, the second... The audience noticed this. They all moved out of the middle of the floor yep. to like the pillars, mm-hmm. and they're like, "We're not leaving, yeah. but we're gonna, we're, we're gonna still, we're still, yeah, we're maybe still, we're still safer. Here. I don't know. It was really crazy. I've never yeah. seen anything like that before. Yeah. It was, uh, it was nuts, and it, we kept going. Yeah, no, no one stopped the show. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, this is, it's one of those points. Like, it's like we, we need an adult to step up. Right. And there were stuff. no adults in the room. Well, they, like, it's <laughs> one of those things. I heard someone. I forget where I was listening. There's a podcast or something. And they were talking about how there's this, this point in life you get to where you realize, like, when you're a kid, you're like, you know, there's always an adult. You always think, oh, an adult's taking care of that. Or, like, yeah. you know, the bank. Every just, everything's in order because there are adults taking take <laughs> care of it. Then you reach an age and you're like, there's there's no adults. Like, I mean, right. or, or like, you know, right. we're all, this is all, Well, I know. think that's where we are now, you know, yeah. like with, with what's going on in the country. It's like, well, there's no adults and then there it's it's like nobody's a grown up. Yes. Like you're saying, but then also in in the opposite is too true. So it's like everyone's like, look, I'm a grown up. Yeah. I'm an adult. I, I don't I don't need to be told what to do. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't need to be that told to be a decent this. person. Mm-hmm. I, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I, I and and it's almost like, you know, I, I think so, for me, like there I remember there being a, a point in my life where like I was like, look, I'm an adult now. My parents, like, they did all the work they could do. Yep. This is it. This is who I am. Yeah. And that, you know... <laughs> this is, a, this is th- a pretty much final product, right? Yeah. <laughs> and there, that was, like, a lot in my 20s. And, and then I'd get annoyed when people were like, hey, you know, um, you're, like, being a jerk right now. And, like, I remember in my 20s, I'd be like, what, come on, man. What yeah. do you mean? Like, don't, what are you, my mom? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's like, 
Uh, no, it's, it's called like you learn your whole life. You know, you, you don't, you don't ever stop learning. And I think a lot of people are like, no, I'm done. I'm good. And and I have to check myself all the time, but it's frustrating because it's like you see someone being a jerk and it's like, no, you, you can't do that. Like the, the, that's. I, I know you like think you're fine because you have a job and yeah. you're you know paying your bills and then that gives you the right to be a jerk but it doesn't yeah. like like yeah. Uh, it didn't end when you graduated college and now you just could be an asshole yeah. uh, I don't I, know I guess on that level one of the things that really since we're griping about society yeah. is, is uh, I just always thought that like honesty the truth like if there was any standard to live by or any anything that like mattered yeah. chiefly it was truth. And I just, agree. And just honesty was like kind of number one. I mean, yeah. dick or not dick, that's that's that you should know better, you should act better. But yeah. honesty was the gold standard. And I just it's with this fucking the the, the lies and the the, the 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 fake news and all that anything. Well, and in, the, and, in, and in pretending just, to be someone who's a truth teller thing. too, like that's yes. the worst kind. Yeah. Is like someone who's like I'm a truth teller, and then you're not at all. I mean. I agree with you completely, yeah. and I, you just, know I'm not perfect. I you know I fall short of that probably daily, but yeah. but I, I think it's important to at least want to be honest Absolutely. and do your best to be honest and to um, still consider that as, as, as yeah. something that that's pivotal and, and just really important. Yeah, um, I, I I agree with you. I, yeah. I think that's I think it's vital. Um, and I think it makes life more fun and interesting. It's not like a, like like being honest means everything's serious. No, it's yeah, and no, intense absolutely. all the time. No, like, I, well, I think honesty. You know? I, I I love like a, a a blatant honesty about who we are. I love when people like are just yeah. like this is. I mean, honest about your faults. Let's, let's laugh about that. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're yeah. fucked up. We're like, no, we're this is yeah. broken. One thing. One thing. Uh, the website. I kind of when I started across the margin back, you know, five years ago or whatever. It was to uh, have kind of a platform where I and people could tell stories about kind of like the the, the broken human condition that that, yeah. that we all deal with, and so yeah. honesty is something that I think is important, and something I love talking about here and and, and all that. So it's. it's well, I'll tell you stuff. one thing that I've been thinking about a lot since we're talking about honesty. What's been on my mind for yeah. the past couple of years is I don't know where I noticed it first, but it, it just seems like. No matter how old you get, there seems to be a um, a common human desire to be acknowledged. Yeah. To be to be uh, told that like, hey, you did a good job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and certainly performers. Obviously, like I'm a performer, so of course I yeah. see this. Yeah. Um, but I, mean, I feel the, like sometimes I'm well, the kind of like a narcissistic culture that's that's formed. Somewhat narcissistic, but then also, and maybe it's all narcissistic, but just this idea that like you want to know. That your what you did or said yeah, is came across and it came across positively, yeah. which can be narcissistic. And then I guess sometimes it's just wanting to be acknowledged. Yeah, absolutely. like hey, did you see what I did? Yeah. And but I, I guess I just see it with like older actors or older yeah. directors or just people that I know in my life who have been very successful. And no matter how successful they are, and certainly with Trump, mm-hmm. um, it's like. It's like it's never enough. They're always going to want someone to be like, "Hey, you did a good yeah, job." Yeah, you're still doing a good job. Um, I, like I don't know, no, I don't. Know, I know very few people yeah. who lose that urge on some level. Sure. And I don't know. So it's like I, I just think about it a lot. Like I, I don't want to be consumed by it. Definitely. Um, but you definitely. But do you ever get rid of it? If you don't yeah, get rid of it, know, what yeah. do you do about it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, that's one thing you know? with, with greed. I'm always, you know, you're always asking. And I think that's also, uh, it's along the same line. Greed, like, when is it enough for these this, the one percenters, these, these, these rich right. fat cats? When is it enough? But I guess those could, two could be related, meaning that, you know, they're still looking for that approval. And maybe right. that approval is in the form of, you know, the next big deal, the next whatever, the more money or right. something. There's, it's, but it could be transferred to just like... Connect with your friend. Connect Absolutely. with your family. Like, have, yeah. like, just get that from it, that, like volunteering. Like, get yeah. it from like instead of just you know. For me, if, if I was to get obsessed with something, like I'd, I'd be obsessed with applause or laughs or yeah, uh, you know, money from a gig or, yeah. or a good review. And and if that's all I'm living for, there's a lot of Absolutely. emptiness in between. Absolutely. Um, so I guess that's yeah, what I'm and saying. what's the but, end game in that? It's I mean you're still you're always going to be chasing. You got to find right. satisfaction in something that's yeah. more real and comforting. And, yeah, you know, look where we look where we went. 
Look who we It's just you said truth, and that's been on my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. I, I so it, it's a it's something I think about. Like like to, just to some, kind of stay present and focused on like just having a real communication yeah. in with whoever I'm yeah, around. Whoever you're with, absolutely. Because I don't know. To me, life is more interesting if if you can. If you could be there, do that. If yeah. you could be, in, I mean, it's just, yeah. it's cliche. As like you got to hear wearing an awesome shirt right now with Red Fox yeah. and Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't acknowledge it, then absolutely. Like, I'm missing. If you didn't, I was gonna be like, you have to go. First thing you're like, I like that shirt, and I like I'm that. Like, I like that you have shirt. standards. Yeah. And you would be like, you know, what? Like, uh, actually, it's I was funny because I to talk to you, but Rodney Dangerfield in your shirt is doing this. He's doing, uh, the, the, he's doing the, what is now the Trump thing, where it's like you know the index finger, the thumb. It's kind of like the making okay, a hole. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean that was just a totally innocent gesture. Yep. till two years ago. So, and now, yeah, now, yeah. So you, let me ask you this. Uh, I think we still have time. We just keep drifting back to Trump. It's really hard not. It's to. hard not. It's we're in the Trump era. It's, really, it's, it's it is consuming, and I, I know it's a lot totally of people are trying consuming. to check out. But that's uh, the right word. Your your gestures, and I, I could do this with when, with Busey, but let's do it with Trump. The gestures. How much work? I mean, go you you are you watching tape and you in the mirror? What yeah, goes on I watched here? The, yeah, it's because it's, it's, it's remarkable it. how you. It's everything you were saying. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, all it's that watching. Above. It's watching tons of YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, yeah, a little bit of time in the front of the mirror, recording yourself. Yeah. Um, all the stuff. I, I mean, I grew up mimicking people. Yeah. So like that, which I guess everyone does as a baby. Like you mm-hmm. learn how to communicate. Yeah. The they're, people they're around you. Yeah. A friend of mine was like, "Oh, you." You just didn't stop doing it. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. Well, uh, yeah, Dion Flynn said that. Um, but the, the Dion's great, isn't? Dion didn't he great. do Barack Obama on, yeah, he, on, on Fallon? Flynn Jimmy Fallon. The, yep, he's the Barack Obama yes. on Jimmy Fallon. Yes, yeah. okay, he's uh, great. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Um, he still does Obama. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, I, I love he that. Should. Like people are like, please it. come to Obama. We need some hope. Yeah, absolutely. Like, <laughs> in fact, I don't know. He probably does more appearances now than. Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Just, probably as many. They just, they just, they just. Only need. because Obama looks like he's relaxing. And, yeah, absolutely, he's chilling now. Yeah. Just like shades. But I think Dion's hustling, man. I, I think he's still Get going it around. in. Get it in. Dion did a, a gig for someone who I think was dying of cancer, and they were like, "Did they come come do this for this person?" Oh wow. Uh, yeah, he has. He has. I think he wrote about it online. It's pretty amazing. That's cool. I'm gonna um, check that out. Yeah, like I, I love that someone was like, I, want, I, want, "I need to see. I need to see a real president." <laughs> yeah, but not. But the impression of the, the a real one. Of a I'd rather see an impression <laughs> of a real one than definitely not this real one. Good one. Uh, so it is a lot of effort to go that goes into just I mean like that the, the hand motions yeah. you do it's really it's it's, it's, it's a, a, yeah, it, yeah. It, but I, thankfully it's like it's just one of those you know it's a gift or I don't know what it is yeah. but it, it's it's always been easy for me to like mimic yeah. people and find something you enjoy I do enjoy yeah. it and I guess the reason I enjoy it going back to the acknowledgement thing is yeah. I would do it and people would laugh, people would laugh yeah. so who doesn't want to help like facilitate joy in Absolutely. a room. Making um, someone smile and laugh is, yeah. is, is a joy in itself. So that so that would that I just I've always liked doing that. Yeah. Um, and then with him, it's weird because it's like it's relief, right? Yeah. Like it's it's cathartic laughter, it's relief laughter. For some people, they just think it's funny. I mean, yeah. when I when I did the show in Boston, yeah. um, it was every it was five nights a week. We did a debate show where like the audience would come up and debate me as Trump at the end of the show, and. You know, we'd have so you're off the cuff. They're just coming up, totally wow. off the cuff, and and we'd have that's awesome. We'd have a mix of Republicans and Democrats, yeah. And afterwards, I'd be in character, and some of these people would come up. You know, they're like big Trump fans, mm-hmm. and like they loved it. You know, yeah. for totally different reasons. <laughs> it's like people that like Patton the movie because oh, of like the terrible things yes. that are said, yeah. Instead of like the point that really is made it's, in the movie, it's so crazy. That uh, we looked at in both ways. But though, you know, right? like all the like, I, mean, I remember growing up in Texas and being at Boy Scout camp. I worked at Boy Scout camp, and mm-hmm. some of the uh, guys that I worked with would like quote Full Metal Jacket, mm-hmm. like all the awful things that. And, but they're the quoting it, it, said, quote it in a way that's just because like, they thought it was awesome. Yeah, they you thought know? it was awesome. Yeah, instead of right, like, like it just like oh, instead no. of thinking of how it's dementing pile and yeah, like, right, you know, yeah, yeah, and all the offensive stuff of yeah. you know Vietnamese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's oh, God, racism. You guys run rampant there. Yeah, but I guess at an early age it was like oh, well, you, sound, you just leaned in. I, yeah, Mike said you sound oh. great right there. Oh, I should be right here. But I was like at an early age, I was like, oh, I guess no matter hard you work to create art. It has some sort of a point. Like yeah. it's, people are going to distort it, and it, I, I guess the question is how much. And you know, 
do you work? If it's too much, then I guess you worry about it. Yeah. That's personal to you, each person. I mean, it does if, it. if you do it with good intention and and you put your heart into it, it's, you really right. you really don't have the control. Of how well, you you, you take hope that, but if, but if but if everybody sees it and, yeah. and if, if like the vast majority of people, are like, hey, I know you had good intentions, <laughs> yeah, but, but this just looks like <laughs> yeah. like a weird hate platform. <laughs> then then you as the, the artist, the, I think, have to say, all right, never. I, yeah, I got it wrong. I'm sorry. My, my bad on that one. Which yeah. which you know, with doing Trump, I have to be careful. Like. I, you know, in what way? Well, just like if if I do something that is well intentioned, sure. But then everyone's like, "Ooh, yeah, this is just okay." Well, like the grabbing by the pussy stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've really I steered away from that from the second they said it, or, or, of, or if I would material. do it. Like it's just like uh, I don't want it to look like I'm just I wanted an excuse to say this. Yeah. So there needs okay. to be a point that makes to what to we're me. doing. And to me, when he said that, it wasn't about saying that phrase. So you don't want to lampoon that phrase. Yeah. You want to lampoon that he's objectifying women, yeah. you know. And same thing with his daughter. You know, it's like it's not about him like lusting after his daughter. It's about like wow, like if he says that about his daughter, what does he think of all women? Yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But like, so I've never had to actually put this much thought into anybody that I've played. Yeah. So that's that's where the work comes in more than like doing the voice or the gestures. It's like, am I doing a joke that is in some way socially responsible? Yep. And knowing that any joke you do is going to be twisted in some way by a certain percentage of people, you won't really ever know. But you 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 have to like trust yourself. Yep. Pay attention to what the response is, and and then then react and keep doing it that way or change it. And mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and Bo- when you did when we did the show in Boston, because it was five nights a week, every time something happened. You know, we would test stuff out yeah. that night. I, I and basically stu- and stuff does happen every day. Yeah, this is, this and, and, and so some stuff we would touch, and some stuff we wouldn't. Yeah. You know, like when that when all that stuff happened, um, I, I was reticent to do yeah. stuff with Grandma by the Pussy because uh, like, look, the audience is going to yell it out anyway, yeah. and then uh, what I should have is a response. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that somehow deals with it. So I don't, I don't know. It, it's yeah. it, fascinating. It, it, it's a learning process because yeah. more more than ever, it's like. There are no finite, definite answers to any of this, mm-hmm. and it really like playing someone like this when the stuff comes up this quickly. It, it makes you realize where you stand on things. Yeah, um, like if you had any, if you were wondering about it, it's revealed to you like yeah. where where you stand. Um, so that's cool. You're not yeah. only you. I mean, you're probably spending too much time thinking about the ins and outs of what what Trump's saying and thinking, right. but but also what you're saying there is is you're learning uh, about yourself as well. I process. think so, yeah, and, and I, I, I guess art that I'm attracted to, like, it feels like the artist learned something about themselves at some point in the process, yeah. you know, it, so, somewhere along the way, like, you're getting a little snapshot of where they were at, mm-hmm. like, Beck is uh, someone I really like a lot as a musician, what I love is, like, every album is so different, yeah. and, it, and it always felt like, oh, like, there are certain things that are consistent, but like each one, like Odalay is so different from Sea Change. From Sea Change, yeah. so different. Sea yeah. Change was like very different. Absolutely. Um, uh, you know, Midnight Vultures was like an amazing, fun Long like album. album and, yeah. and Peaches but yeah, album. like that. That. Uh, so I don't know. I, I I try to like just stay open so that that um, I can create things that that will give something of, of where I'm at while I'm making it. Cause yeah. to me, that's one way to make sure that your story is watchable and compelling and mm-hmm. something you would not get bored by. Frankly, yeah. like I don't, I feel like the best way to not bore your audience is to, to be honest and show something of yourself. Yeah. And why do I not want my audience to be bored? Because I want them to go to another live show, yeah. not necessarily mine, but like, I don't, I, I think that art is good yep. for society and, um, I think if we do a bad job, then people don't want to go as much. I like that. that and it, I mean, you're, you know, you're taking on the challenge of representing. And I think most, most artists... Well, we got to help each other out. Help you know? each other out, exactly. and, and it's not just, please come to my show again. It's like, go to any yeah, show again. Yeah. Um, and, and There's a responsibility there by all yeah, artists. Because, you know, every time someone does like a, a mediocre or a bad show, yeah. there's a few people in that audience who are like, I'm not going again for a while. There's been times I've gone to improv shows at the pit, and I'm like, I'm going to need a couple weeks off. Yeah, from checking out. Some people take years off. Yeah, Uh, you know, and the the converse is true as well. Like, you know, if 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 someone hasn't been in a while, and and you give them what they want, give them the fix they want, 
they're going to come back, you know, and and take a break from the break. I don't know. So that's, so yeah. that's to me, like, why it's important to do a good job and be open and not be boring. Yeah. Um, that all makes sense. You're, I don't know. Um, I know we're almost at that. You're, all, you're off to the pit this evening. Yeah. Pit. Wait, what, what's going on there tonight? Uh, it's a short form show okay. um, hosted by Will Nunziata. And I believe it's for a school. Um, oh yeah, I was asked to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what are you? Are you in a house team at the pit? I'm. Tra- what I'm getting towards, I want to kind of tell yeah. the audience that was just walked, you know, done this journey with us. What, uh, where they can find you a little bit. It's well, I would say, uh, I would direct them to come see Trump Lear. Absolutely, um, on under St. Mark's um, every Saturday. Every in Saturday se- in September, and every Saturday in September, and we'll probably we'll Mars. probably keep going. Okay, um, good, good. Yeah, and the space in there. I saw you had a different space. It's great. Is it great? It's yeah. a really cool East Village theater that's been there for a long time. Yep. And it's one of these great downtown locations that has not closed mm-hmm. and gives you hope. And, yes. You know, kind of old New York. I love those. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, come see it come just see to Trump support Blair. under St. Awesome. Mark's so that keep it open. Yeah, keep, yes, exactly. too many places are closing this year, so yeah. we gotta we gotta keep these places open. Yeah, yeah, we can't have them become Dwayne Reed's. Um, <laughs> right. Hey, I thank you for, for. I know you came between an audition and the pit. Thank you for yeah. uh, taking the time to come talk to us. Yeah, and, and uh, as you, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of your work, and and I can't wait to continue watching you. Uh, Traverse the New York comedy scene, the acting world, and all that. So, thanks, man. I'm, I'm a fan of what you're doing with the site. I awesome. think it's really cool. Awesome. Uh, and thank you all for uh, taking another trip with us uh, beyond the margin. We'll uh, catch you next time. Across the margin. 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 Across the margin.